Hello and welcome to Rose Tinted Review, the show where every week we pick something that we're feeling nostalgic for. We then revisit it and review it to find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. I'm your host, Michael Jervez, and I'm joined as always by my good friend and co host, Connor O'Keen. How's it going, Connor? Good, dude. Really good. I'm feeling um, uh, so. Not so much nostalgic for this week's pick because, uh, as mentioned last week, I had no experience with it, but it certainly left me with an overall feeling of sentimentality uh, just in general. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, um, that's a good way of uh, putting it. I feel like that that's a word that uh, that's that's our word of the day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Get a, little, get a little sentimentality counter. Let's just keep. Yeah, get a get a drinking game going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this week's episode is Field of Dreams. The 1989 film directed by Phil Aiden Robertson, uh, screenplay by him as well, based on the book by W.P. Kinsella, and uh, stars Kevin Costner as Ray Kinsella, James L. Jones as Terrence Mann, and Ray Liotta as Shoeless Joe Jackson. An Mm -hmm. Iowa corn farmer hearing voices interprets them as a command to build a baseball diamond in his fields. What a good premise. What an amazing premise. What a, I mean, <laughs> what, okay, um, before we get into like where you, your history with this movie and stuff, you say what a good premise. Why is that a good premise? <laughs> it's just because I, I like, I, 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 when I hear that, I don't go good premise. I go, what a bizarre premise. Yeah, that's, it's it's still it's still a premise that, that granted it hooks me. I still I still go all right. I want to see what the fuck happens. That's why I say sure. good. It's so bizarre that it hooks you, and that's what a premise should okay. do. A sure. premise should okay. hook you and be like, what the fuck's this about? Yeah, okay, okay, and, and get you in. I, I guess when I yeah when I when I think good premise, I think uh, something like uh, like Men in Black or something like or the Terminator, like something that you go yeah okay. I see how those th- like how those things could lead to an exciting movie. I, Still, I see how those they, things they could, both could lead have to those bizarre elements to the plot. Of like course, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess um, this just doesn't. I mean, you look at the Wikipedia article again. Our, our the number one source on roasted and reviews. Uh, Nineteen eighty nine American sports fantasy drama. So that that those three words combined, I don't go. I don't understand how that leads <laughs> to a movie with this kind of legacy. Um, at least, at least initially, like my my initial thoughts, um, like going into it, I was like, "What? I don't know what I'm in for here." But um, anyway, I was just, I was just, uh, uh, that, that was no, that's totally. A, a it's a, it's a valid so what is- point. The I think with so many really uh, fondly remembered sports films, is that it's not actually about the sport. Like, mm. uh, say, like remember the Titans? Like, sure. you're not watching that for the football. It's like a a civil rights movie <laughs> like sure sort of thing. okay I, I and yeah this doesn't it's it's less about the baseball and more about that's the that's like the, the the connecting tissue between these people and the stories and stuff yes yes okay so give me give me a bit of your history uh because this was your pick so what's your where are you coming at this thing from i am i'm coming to this from the perspective of an australian who doesn't like sports that grew up hmm. in the 90s, and for some reason, this movie, <laughs> set in the 70s, nostalgic for like 50s and earlier baseball <laughs> in Iowa, <laughs> for some reason, connected with me. And I go, wow, that was really good. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. No, it's, that's, that's it's beautiful. It's so weird. Um, that's beautiful. I, uh, I'm i coming to it from a very similar place in yeah. that, uh, that, I mean, we live in the same city. I, I too have never been, like sports just doesn't, 
do anything for me. But I hear the way people talk about like AFL, uh, you know, Australian um, football and stuff, uh, and I get it. But I get those feelings from other things. Yeah, I get those feelings from music. That 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 sense of camaraderie and and that group kind of. I get that from live shows and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I understand it. It's just that it's not something I feel for sports so sports movies i've always really i've always avoided them because i always feel like they're going to be on some level about sports there's going to have to like i'm going to have to have some appreciation for sports do you still feel that after watching this movie no after watching this movie i'm like i still don't know a fucking thing about baseball (laughs) and i don't care to learn anything about baseball but the the sincerity and the sentimentality in, in woven into this movie is infectious there's something there's what I would describe as like a universally uh, human quality to this movie that really moved me. By the end of it, I was I was like, this is just really this is just a celebration of uh, this is this is just a humanist movie. This just makes me feel happy to be participating in the human experience. Yeah, that's what that's sort of how I feel about it as well. I think that's what I was sort of trying to think I was watching it in preparation going like okay what is what what is it about this and so when I saw it when I was a teenager it was one of those movies that I think it was on like middle of the day on a weekend or a school holiday or something um, mm. and I'm flicking through the the TV guide and I'm like oh field of dreams I know that name like I've heard it said before this is a popular yeah. movie my parents are like yeah. oh that's a good movie so chuck it on and, yeah, immediately like pretty hooked and enthralled by it and being like, this is so weird and crazy and, and interested mm. to see where it's going to go. I really enjoyed it the first time, but it's more and more in the last couple of years that I've been watching it a couple of times a year and just mm. really enjoying it. Yeah, there's something more that's like drawing me back to it and I think it's that tapping into that that that, that, that humanist quality that you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's it a is feeling- about that stuff. Yeah, and I think it's something that it's not necessarily that the movie has uh aged well or uh, that the movie gets better with age. I think it becomes a more rewarding, I can imagine it would become a more rewarding viewing experience or a more nourishing kind of like food for the soul experience as the viewer ages. Yeah, that's as what I think. As the viewer gets older, it's, I it's, think you come back yeah. to it, and and like, because watching this movie, it's the sort of thing I can imagine um, this being the sort of movie that you would be shown in high school in some class, maybe English studies or media studies or something. Yeah, and kids just not getting it mm. because you're a kid. What, what do you have to be sentimental about? All the stuff that you're going to form those senti- that that sentimentality around, you're experiencing. You're living. You're in the moment. Yeah, you think it's. You, you don't have that kind of force. You're like, yeah, man, high school's all right, but how how good was the womb, man? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think the like the older you get, the more you'll come back to this, and and the the themes of like things left unsaid, and the what if kind of qualities of like what if you you could have that time with that person again, or you could uh, relive that that moment that felt so pivotal, mm. and that element of uh, regrets for not. Uh, following whatever dream it was or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the the, the worries the, the worries that you're going to do that, that, you know, you've seen older people in your life or people you loved not follow their their dreams, uh, but somehow expect you to do that, to do so and, and the resentment around that. Like, 
it's really cool. There's all, all these wonderful, uh, yeah, human experience kind of uh, elements in, in this picture, and I, I really liked it. I think that is what it is. And I think I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll get more out of it each time. Yeah, that's. I feel like every time I've been watching it, I'm getting more out of it. Or it's like, yeah, it's it's resonating harder with me um, just for those mm. reasons that you said of that thing that it's like the more and more you age, the more and more you're like you're relating to these these different aspects of it. Mm. it doesn't have to be the about m- baseball or about whatever. It's a it's a universal yeah. thing that totally they, they get the theme across. And you can see it's it's that sort of nostalgia and sentimentality that you're talking about mm. that people can see that person with a passion and go, I feel the same way about this passion, so I understand. Mm. You don't have to be a fan mm-hmm. of baseball to enjoy it. Mm. It's one of those movies like uh, you said what Groundhog Day was like for you and I feel like what... Uh, yeah, like watching Groundhog Day as a kid or like It's a Wonderful Life as a kid, like watching them and being like, oh, this is good, I enjoy this. But then looking back on it, now the stuff you get out of it you're like wait why when i was a kid did i think that groundhog day was really funny like mm-hmm. it, it feels like a much more sort of a lot more of the the themes are mature and those things that should resonate with you is is an adult thing and you're like why did i like this as a kid mm. but i guess i only liked it on surface level because i can yeah i can see so much more now experiencing mm. it as, a, as an adult mm-hmm. and yeah the more and more i watch it i get the feeling like we talked about with the lion king where you've got like those really pivotal emotional moments in the film, but then on the rewatch and the rewatch, you just start getting way more emotional and like worked up like before the mm. the moments even coming <laughs> to mm. the point yeah, where I yeah. was like in the first like 15 minutes of the movie and I was just like, oh shit, man. It's like already yeah, like doing yeah. it for me now and like yeah, nothing's okay. even happened yet. Because I'm like yeah, anticipating I'm, I'm give it, it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a bit of time before I rewatch this movie, but I am looking forward to consecutive uh, watches because I think mm. I am going to have that that same uh, emotional response. I think this time, this this first, uh, as a first viewing experience, it was like I exclaimed out loud a couple of times, <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't not enjoying it, but it is a fucking weird movie. Yeah, you never, you don't know where it's going to go. Like the fact no. that it is a a voice in his head giving him this like riddle like yeah, advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's I, I like, think about okay, you're like ba- okay, baseball. He's building a baseball field. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's a fucking idiot for building a baseball mm. field in his crops. Cool. Mm. And then it's like, okay, now I need to drive to this other city and, and talk mm. to Terrence Mann. And you're like, wait, why are we going there? Like, yeah, you yeah. just you don't know yeah. where it's gonna it's gonna take you once you like. You sort of yes. have grappled with what the premise is, and you're like, okay, I, I think I know what this is. And then suddenly yep. you're like, oh no, we're off <laughs> on this part of the adventure now. Well, part of me, the the cynical part of me, was initially not a hundred percent on board for the ride. I think mm-hmm. um, at first because it is kind of oozing with this sincerity, but around something very kind of fanciful. Mm-hmm. That I was like, what do, what. What are we? What are you saying? Like, go with the flow, have faith. Uh, like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be getting out of this. Yeah. This thing. But by the end of it, I think uh, about the hour mark, I was like, okay, so every conflict in this movie is going to be resolved with just having faith that this is the right thing to do, uh, despite all the the kind of real world. Well, despite all that, like every every instinct to the contrary, mm. just. Follow the follow the voice. Yeah, like okay, all right, fine. And but I, I kind of went, 
I, I surrendered unto it and was like, sure, okay, Terrence Mann's now on board because he heard the voice too. And every every How conflict, everything in this movie when James is L. Jones be, is on board. Totally, exactly. <laughs> every every conflict in this movie is going to be resolved with like some thing at the last minute is gonna is gonna reveal itself as being the reason for this happening uh, every single time. Like in the case of Terrence Mann, he he saw the thing on the board at the baseball game as well. Yeah, he did have that give that interview, even though he lied about it. The the guy who doesn't see the baseball field is gonna see the baseball field at the last minute. Like all these kind of mm-hmm. coincidences are gonna save the day. Yeah, and then I kind of went, okay, well, I at least want to see how far they go with this. I at least want to see like how ridiculous this shit gets. And it does get pretty ridiculous. But again, by the end of it, because it's all done with such a sincerity and again, we've said that sentimentality is, is so infectious. By the end of it, I kind of went to get hung up similarly, similar to what we said about Black Dynamite, to get hung up on, on those little, on those, those details is to miss the point. Yeah, that's it's so it's funny a that feeling. you're, you're supposed to just Dynamite kind of as a comparison because I was thinking the same way. It's like anyone that tries to be like, "Oh, but this doesn't make sense because of this." Yeah, it would be like, "No, you're 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 missing the point." Like, I really like the the the, the fantastical magical aspect of this movie. You know, obviously love the storyteller and all of those sorts of things. And so, mm. whenever there's like a some sort of fantastical element in a movie, that's mm. seemingly just like, "Oh, this is just regular." reality but then oh suddenly here's this bit of magical something mm-hmm. that that really hooks me at least initially uh, mm-hmm. but I loved the the way that the movie uh, treats it and stuff it, it reminds me of some of those things that Guillermo del Toro says about magic and stuff uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. like over explain how everything works because once yeah, you explain I like that too. everything I found that really charming. it's not magic yeah. anymore if it's mm. th- then it's mm. like yeah it just make, makes yeah. sense then. So you get You're right. Things, it isn't. Yeah. You get things like right when Shoeless Joe first arrives, and they ask him to come in, and when he gets to the edge of the baseball diamond, he mm. can feel that he can't get, go any further than that. He's like, "I'm only. Mm. I can only be here." Mm. But then, as as the movie goes on, Ray sees uh, the dock. It's more of a he gets transported back into the past sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the entire mm. his entire surroundings change in time, um, and then we get. Like a callback to that when when the young Graham is is playing ball with them and then the daughter's choking on the hot dog and he yep. steps over the threshold to become the, the, the doc again, then he can't go back after that. And that, so that threshold was like reincorporated. But if someone was to be like, but but they met him, but they met Archie or like hitchhiking on the way there and he was... He got to the house and was outside of that threshold before, and he was a young man. Why can't he? Why is it mm-hmm. this? And you just, you don't question that stuff. And it's like in anyone who is, you're like, are you missing the point here? Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like yeah, the 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 logistics of the magic aren't that important. It yeah, it I sets think- a, a few cool things about it that I find interesting, but it doesn't mm-hmm. like it doesn't worry about constructing too much rules yeah. around it. I guess that's where I mean when we talked about last action hero I was I was very hung up on like the rules of mm. of the universe and the rules of the magic like why does this happen and this not happen but I think that's because they tried to explain too much or something yeah there's dialogue literally about like oh it's the rules you can't do this you can't do this. like yeah. they they <laughs> yeah, try exactly. to establish rules <laughs> and then kind of don't follow through so yeah, whereas you, this if at, you at bring no attention point, like, to there being rules that means the baseball players can't step over the thing like it's just 
it's kind of the, it, it's kind of the the same thing we've talked about. Like you said, you mentioned the storyteller, the fairy book, fairy tale uh, logic. I think it's really charming. I think again, it's it's a question is to to miss the point and also to deprive oneself a little bit of escapism. It would it would really really you can't you can't just kind of switch off and and go oh oh wouldn't that be nice like participate in the fanta- fantasy of of having that one last uh, that 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 opportunity to to reunite with a uh, with someone lost or um to relive a, a wonderful moment or like i don't know it, it 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 seems i think my attitude at the outset was kind of a, a, a little cynical and i'm glad that the movie won me over in the end and i and i would be <laughs> I'm glad i would too. <laughs> i would well I, i'm glad Partially because I, at, at the end of this thing, I was like, man, I, I, I wouldn't want to meet the person who couldn't see that or didn't, didn't get anything out of this movie. Like, that's, that's a sad individual. Yeah, for sure. And it does get you thinking about stuff that you feel similarly impassioned about. It got me thinking about my, my um, local music scene, the, the local heavy metal scene. And, and we've talked about movies that make you go... You know, oh, I really want to try making a, a stupid, goofy horror slapstick thing. Uh, I want to do this. I want to do that, or whatever. I've I've often had nights out with friends after gigs, or or you know, uh, out at heavy metal uh, clubs or whatever, where I've been like, I really want to try my hand at, at capturing how wonderful these nights are, and how in those moments you feel like they'll last forever, but they're fleeting, they're ephemeral. Yeah, and and I, I want to try and capture that. And this movie kind of reinvigorated that 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 thought. I went, mm. fuck, that's a really. They did a really good job of taking uh, something, boiling something down to its purest essence in in baseball, and it just being this this warm thing that that people gravitate to. Like like James Earl Jones says, like people don't won't know why they come here, mm. but, but they will, and they'll feel good. And it's similar that music gives me that similar feeling. And this this movie made me go, fuck, I'd love to do something with music uh, or, or around uh, a film around music that ha- that captures that in a similar way that, that this does. Yeah, in terms of us as the viewer, it's like, yeah, we get that warm, feel it, nice feeling of sentimentality by watching mm. this movie and not having any reverence for baseball. But we we feel that when watching the movie because it does such a good job of like br- taking it down to its essence. What you were saying, um, the, the term switch your brain off can be like a really negative term when people say mm-hmm. like, no, no, just stop poking holes in it. Just switch your brain off and don't think and it'll be fine. Like yeah. I think for this movie, it's a, it's not a oh, switch your brain off and you won't notice the plot holes sort of critique. It is a, it, it sort of is that movie for me that I know that it's like I'm going to sit down and I'm going to just feel really calm and enjoy the ride of this mm. movie um, yeah yeah and that's why i've been like re-watching it so so often in the last couple of years is because it's like i like that feeling that it gives it to me mm. and i just want to like yeah jump in and, and experience that and so it'll be interesting to see what your like second round viewing is when you don't have that skepticalness going in and you're like yeah in for yeah, the ride i'm, I'm on at, board at, from the start from the yeah start. absolutely there's two sort of little fun fact. It's basically the only fun fact I have. I didn't. I didn't do very much. Uh, didn't do very much research at all for this one. I was purely just going off of like the emotional wave of watching the movie and being like, I just want to talk about this because I think it's interesting us talking about it from such a removed perspective that we mm. are talking about it from. the 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 title of the film was originally going to be called Shoeless Joe which mm-hmm. I'm guessing now, since it's based off of a book, the, the book was probably called that. 
it's such a better title. Like you don't get you don't get a lot from Field of Dreams. It's a bit of a vague title, but but so is Shoeless Joe. But the dreams in this movie do have a, a, a massive theme that I think it's it's good mm. for the film to be called it. There's a couple of mm-hmm. uh, things in terms of dreams that I keep thinking about when I was watching the movie. One is obviously the they're talking about oh what you know what could you go back and do if you if you had a, that wish you know you're mm. and it's the theme of whether people are like forgetting their dreams and moving on or whether they are actually going after them and taking them and what ifs Mm. and all of that Mm. stuff. But when it comes to the ghosts appearing like the very first time in that cornfield and it's such a bizarre image that isn't shot in any particular way to make you feel like this is magical. Like the film's Mm. shot pretty, pretty like just bog standard. Yeah. Throughout. But I think it's the, just the, the, the tone the performances of the characters, the the score really helps. Mm-hmm. It's a really yeah, like forward-facing score, score mm. um, compared to like the the trends of modern day movie soundtracks. This has got some a couple of really iconic pieces of music to it that it it keeps playing, and it's like you hear that and you can immediately be like, oh, that's Field of Dreams now. Like that's yeah, yeah, that that that's that connotation. But when the ghosts first arrive. It reminds me of dream logic when I've been asleep and I've had a dream where I'm seeing someone who isn't alive anymore. Okay. It's that, and that's what it really reminds me of is that they're like, they're really hesitant. Is this really happening? Like, Mm. and it's that thing, I've definitely had it where I have told a a family member who has passed that I'm dreaming with that they've Mm. died. And then when they have realized that, like I've woken up from the dream. So right, okay. there's this worry of oh, if I say something, will maybe the dream be over? And it and yeah, that's when okay, there's like yeah. the daughter is just like, are you a ghost? And they're like, oh, sweetie, like yeah, stay on those gate, yeah, dude. yeah. And then like they're just so dumbfounded by it that you're like, uh, do we like mention it? Like the the ghosts will talk about like I haven't played played ball in this many years, but they're not mm. always like it's pretty. They're kind of coy on the whole death thing. Yeah, they never explicitly kind of. Oh no, they they like kind of joke about it. They're like, ah, oh, you know, died so many years ago. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's never. Uh, we get a little bit of it as it goes on, but it kind of like it spaces it out enough, and it just kind of is like wishy washy, vague. It's well, it's dropped into conversation as though it's taken uh, as a like it's a given. Yeah, they're like it's just like. Yeah, I think we that's don't a good way to go about it. It it doesn't um make it a huge. They don't. They it's it's an hour and forty five minute movie. Yeah. So they don't they don't eat up any precious screen time or or draw things out with a like realization of them yeah. being dead scene or ha- having to explain that they're dead scene or anything like that. I think it's good. It, it, feels, it keeps feels it, economical and in, it keeps in it that mysterious way. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it it allows the film to I think maintain this kind of dreamlike almost. Uh, meditative pace mm. while still feeling like everything we're being told here is relevant to something. It mm. still feels economical. It doesn't feel, but it, but, but it doesn't feel like they're like, okay, come on, hurry up. We got to get to the fucking field. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Still lets you sit with things and it's nice in that. That's in what that I, I, I really love uh, what you just said then with the meditative pace. That is a really good way of putting how I feel about it. That yeah, it is. It's got this really nice, 
it gives you plenty of time to take things in, but it doesn't feel slow. Mm. Like you said, it's like an hour 45. It feels like it might be like a two-hour movie, but then mm. even at a two-hour movie, it doesn't, it doesn't feel long. You're mm. just like, oh, wow, I really just, I was sucked in. And it is this like, yeah, this pace where you're going through all of these things and they, they give all the scenes and the dialogue like room to breathe mm. and time for the, the characters to actually like contemplate some of the stuff. Yes. And like actually deal with it without, like you said, without there having to be a big like, wait, but aren't you dead? Oh my God, am I dead? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't doesn't lose that really nice feel and rhythm um, and tone. I'm I'm glad that you liked that uh, the 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 meditative um, comparison because I was thinking before when you said that this doesn't encourage you, this isn't like a switch off your brain to ignore plot holes kind of thing. Uh, kind of movie it's not it it isn't it doesn't ask you to switch off your critical thinking faculties or like Mm. your ability to to spot when something isn't adding up in in something in a a medium where we know there are good movies and there are fucking bad movies (laughs) and there are reasons for those distinctions uh it doesn't encourage us to just switch it off because oh it's just fun yeah. You know, what? What? You're about having fun. Um, <laughs> Can't you just have? Fun? I think it. It's. It's similar to meditation in that it just encourages you to just let go, go along for the ride. Won't kill you. Just chill. Just imagine. What if? Like enjoy this. And that's why it's meditative because you're imagining like, oh, what if seeing mm. seeing someone that's passed talking with them again, that sort of thing. Yeah, you allow yourself to put yourself in their shoes or just think on on things in your life that give you that that similar quality mm. there's i think that yeah it's almost like as the main characters that that's their perspective and the viewers as well as other characters around them throughout the movie are that sort of same way where they're like oh but you know real world this 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 stuff as it goes on they get convinced and stuff like at first he has to convince his his wife to to build the field mm. um and she she does state that it's like yeah no this is completely nuts but mm. if you really feel that this strongly that it's something you need to do, then I'm going to support mm. you with it. And it's like, oh, that's really nice. Mm. And then when we see that like seasons are passing and they're going to start like losing money and they don't have any savings because they spent it on that, that's mm. when she's starting to go like, look, I was tr- gonna, I was, I was wanting to support you, but when he's like, are you saying that we can't keep the field? And she's like, it makes it hard to keep the farm if we do. <laughs> mm. She's mm. like, I don't like it any more than you do, but these are the, the the facts. But then the second, right when it's like, oh, about to give up hope there's a man in the baseball field and mm-hmm. straight away, like for the people who can see it, it's like, I'm a believer. They, they're like, holy shit. This is, yeah. I'm actually seeing this and this actually happening is way beyond mm-hmm. and more important than any of like normal worldly things like a mortgage kind of thing. I would say, I would say not even more important. It's more a thing of they surrender themselves Unto the magic, and the movie asks you to do the same because because all that real world stuff is that really making you happy? Are you, get, are you getting much out of that? Okay, I understand. This is the this is the real world, and, and da, 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 da. what you can't do with you can't do with a laugh. Yeah, you can't do with a little bit of escapism. Yeah, come totally. on, man. And um, so and I what- think that's what the the characters never go like. Uh, the, the characters kind of all just go their their come around isn't like this big declarative like I do believe or anything. Yeah. They just kind of go fuck it. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. This is nice. And after they are converted and believe, we still get to see like the rest of the town think that they're fucking idiots for it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the PTA and meeting. They don't, but they don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Nice. You get that. It, it's like they grew up in the 60s and we get that that hippie vibe, especially um, mm. from his wife 
Annie. She's mm. like, I love her. She's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. The characters have enough subtlety to them and, and depth that it's not just like, oh, she's the wife. What's her characteristics? Mm. She's the wife. It's like, no, she's like a fiery. She's got a real good sense of humor. She's mm. she's a lot more quirky to, to him, who's a bit more straight. By comparison to like the brother, Ray comes off as like quirky compared to the brother who's like, I work it. I'm, oh, I'm a big suit i wear a tie and he's like what's a crop <laughs> but, then, by, but when they're alone he seems like the complete most like basic boring milk toast kind of guy and she's mm. really ridiculous quirky and cracking jokes i think the characters in this movie you mentioned them having depth i think that's that's true especially for james l jones character yeah um because he's set up as him. This, this dude who you know Wrote all these books and was was so uh, so critical in in civil rights shit and all that stuff, and then when we meet him, he's not trying to to, to save the world or anything. He's kind of gone, nah, fuckers. Like yeah. I did that, I did my part, I'm done. Yeah, sort your shit. In the meantime, I'm having a life. Yeah, and I I, I really loved that. I really loved that character. But he's still he he hasn't lost even when he speaks at the baseball game quite uh like angrily or disappointedly. He still hasn't lost that 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 poetry that's that's with him he yeah. still speaks well that's what i was gonna say uh, it's so obvious that articulate he is so articulate and speaks well compared to other people it's like he is really well written that you, you believe that he is this incredible writer mm. and the other people mm. they're a bit simpler they don't have that poetry to the way they talk and express yeah, yeah. the way things. the way he describes the field at the end is, is wonderful or just the when they go to the town and they realize that uh moonlight graham's dead and he is interviewing people at the mm. at, at the um the news agency and then going to the mm. bars and talking to the people who knew him and like getting mm. people's stories and mm. that compassion that he has and that you can see that that's something that's like really like passionate to him about hearing these stories yeah. and how yeah, much that yeah. like gives him yeah and it's that, really that, great. that his re- his reason for writing in the first place was probably came from his love of people and of humanity yeah uh kind of to to begin with like yes he was he was uh he wrote a lot of stuff that in that uh inspired uh perhaps feelings of like of you know rebellion to some degree in the 60s but it was coming from a place of like let's make things better i i i I love people yeah and he maybe he maybe fell out of love with people um along the way and this is him kind of rediscovering that 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 humanism in him and it's real sweet man it's real sweet and he 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 also acknowledges just how bizarre it is. Like mm. he's laughing like crazy because he's like, "This is the dumbest, weirdest shit yeah. ever." And then <laughs> then getting like those little things where it's like he's missing when they look at the paper. Yeah, because he that's just right. pissed he's off. Call and he's like, his dad, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta call the dad." And then he goes to call and he stops and he's just like, "What do I tell him? What what, what do I even say that I'm doing? <laughs> like, what is this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, it's infectious. Like you were saying, once he's on board, then it's like, no, he is, he's with them. And he's like, no, I'm going to go back to Iowa with you. I've got to see this fucking, this field yeah, that you, yeah. this, this, this baseball diamond you made in your cornfields. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, because his life, as we see in the, the apartment and stuff, he's got purpose and stuff, but his life is lacking a bit of magic yeah. and, and passion. I really like too that this movie doesn't really, I, I don't think it was over, overly reliant on tropes. Um, don't think so. There was no. There's a couple of little nods to to things that we would expect to happen, but they don't labor on them, or they don't they don't kind of milk them. Um, like the the whole thing of 
people not being able to see the the ghost players. Mm. They spend like one scene kind of getting that like that point across. All right, some people can see these things, other people can't. And then there's like a gag later on where he walks past the like through the, the field, as they're playing. yeah, as they're yeah, playing. through the field as they're playing. I also think it's uh, at the same time like that. It doesn't rely on the tropes to do that stuff. It doesn't rely on special effects. Like the most yeah. we have in the whole film is like a fade as they walk into the cornfield, and that's it. Mm. Like there's yeah, no dude, other the, effects. The soundtrack you described it as front facing, um, and I think it uh, not only that it's it's doing most of the heavy lifting in terms of, <laughs> yeah. of communicating the the magic. magic air quotes. Yeah, that's all you need. You, you, there's no like they don't even do a, a, a like a different angle shot from the brother's perspective where the ba- where the field is empty. Yeah. Like yeah. A, we're the audience, we've seen them, we know that they're there, and so we don't see a contrast that it like cuts mm. back and forth between or something. It's like, no, it's literally just a couple of actors standing next to the field with a whole bunch of people shouting yeah. and, and throwing balls yeah. and hitting it and you can hear the sound effects and they're just... They're just pretending to not notice them, and that's it. That's all they do in that scene to like get that across. Yeah, for a movie that it it asks a fair bit of the audience to just kind of go with the flow and go along with this, it respects the audience's intelligence mm. enough to not have to go, you know, oh, there's a shot of the empty field. Ergo, he can't see them. Yeah. Like, do you get that? Yeah. <laughs> Dum-dums? Like, it, it, it doesn't pull any of that. Yeah, shit. I don't think so. And there's... If, if they do give a little bit of extra dialogue to explain something later on, they, they break it up. It's not just all in like one big, it's mm. subtle enough that like the when they, they leave that town, they're going back to Iowa, young Moonlight Graham gets picked mm. up as a hitchhiker. Yeah. He just says like, I'm, I'm a, I play baseball. Mm. And then he's talking about. I heard that all through the Midwest, they have towns with teams. And in some places, well, they'll even find you a day job so you can play ball nights and weekends. Montage, time passes, the kids asleep in the back and they're talking to each other and they're like, "This he, he talked about it like this, like they haven't done that in forever. But it's not just like really ham-fisted to be like, get it? You get it, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's something where it's like it's quite subtle that, yeah, maybe some people didn't pick up on it straight away, him saying, I'm Archie Graham. And people realizing mm. that that was the doctor, like this is this is the also a ghost of this same person, but this is a ghost of him in a younger form that can come and mm. do that. When mm. we've just had the scene with the old doc where he says, "Like I can't, I can't come with you." This is my most special place in all the world, Ray. Once a place touches you like this, the wind never blows so cold again. Ah, oh, I love that. It's really that, lovely. But that um that where he's like, oh, that five minutes that was so important to you. You know, why can't you come with me? He's and like, he's like they, they'd consider it a tragedy, son. If I'd only gotten to be a doctor for five minutes, now that would have been a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's oh, really, God, really lovely. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can be like, okay, they 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 didn't hit you over the head to explain that. Hey, this is the younger version of the same ghost. Mm. And because it was subtle and we didn't hit you over the head, we'll give another subtle nod to it, just in yeah. case it was too subtle for some. Here's two subtleties in a, in a, in a row. It's not yeah. subtlety and then just like really fucking obvious hit you over the head right after. I mentioned earlier not being sure what the the thrust of this movie was um, initially. I guess I thought it was 
again, kind of like what? We just have faith in this kind of intangible thing. I'm not hearing voices. What do I do with this? <laughs> and then I was kind of like, okay, I guess is it just like a, like a carpe diem kind of thing, like seize the day uh, kind of thing? Okay, I think it kind of is that to a degree in, in certain ways. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, eh, go with the flow or, you know, to some degree. You can take that from it. But I think also the way they have different characters in different stages of their lives who have achieved different things and who might have regrets but are also quite content or, or, or um, appreciative of the journey that they've they've been on yeah. I think is really cool because then you can kind of you can extrapolate different things from it. You can go like, like I like that the Doctor maybe had these dreams of becoming this uh, amazing hitter or, you know, baseball player, but ended up finding meaning and a really fulfilling existence and a life well lived just contributing to his hometown yeah, or to a town, to a community of people. Yeah, again, he, it, it's his character the, the, is definitely the, the example of going. Okay, we've we've shown some people that are have gotten old and are kind of unsatisfied that mm. they didn't get to do that thing, that they didn't follow their dream. Yeah, and that's left them lacking in their later life. And mm. in the terms of Ray, he's worried that he is on the precipice of becoming that, of doing that. Yeah, but then, and then we get, in the case of Terence, but, but then we get some he, examples going. Oh no! Just because he didn't go through with that dream doesn't mean that it was a life wasted. Yeah, totally. So give, and in the we, case of we get some contrasts and some different examples. Yeah, in the case of Terence, that's thing. someone who that's someone who who chased his dream, lived it, and I mean, you don't you don't achieve that dream and then credits roll. You've still got the rest of your life ahead of you, and he's kind of going, "Well, I've done that, and I'm I'm kind of none the happier for it." Yeah, uh, in in some ways. Mm. I like that it's kind of a an exploration and a celebration of a breadth of uh, human experience and human endeavor. Yeah. Um. On a, on a and not on like a world changing level on just a day to day. Um. Well, no, that's what I love. What 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 some the of, majority of us will go through, will face. That's what I love with some of those those, those little the small town day to day stories that those guys are telling. Terence about the mm. the doc, the doctor. Mm. That was like so nice. That that lovely story where they talk about the the hats, the blue hats. Oh, yeah, God. dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's it's, cool. yeah. it's beautiful. The shopkeepers in town would stock blue hats because they knew if Doc walked by, he'd buy one. When they cleaned out his office, they found boxes of blue hats that he never got around to give her i bet you didn't know that or just the um when they're reading the obituary of the doc Mm. and terence mann is because they've gone to the local paper or whatever and the lady she 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 pulls it out of like the records or whatever and, and terence is like oh you wrote that and he's like that was really good. You're a really good writer, and she's like, "Oh, thanks. You're you're a good writer too." Like she yeah, she recognizes him really and knows sweet, who he is. Yeah, really it's sweet just, exchange. Just some really and nice, like sweet, down to earth moments that aren't these like grand, like you said, world changing things. Yeah, yeah. Or or these huge. I, I think especially uh, nowadays, uh, or in my experience, I, I worked briefly or, or for a couple of years in a for a company that did uh, like business coaching and, and uh, life coaching kind of sphere stuff. And there's so much of that, like, what legacy do you want to leave behind? What do you want to leave to the world? 
and people think of it in, and, and have done for, for ages. This isn't a new thing, but people think of it in these huge terms and that's what so much of this movie is about. It's like these players were did this and this and inspired this and this, but then this doctor has left a legacy and has affected these townspeople in, in kind of a more profound way than these baseballers could have. Yeah. Just by being a good human, just by just by caring for his community enough to, you know, make sure kids weren't weren't left without what is it, blankets and stuff. I, I don't I can't yeah. remember what's in the article. And and just by being kind. Mm, yeah, that that I, I think it reinforces the 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 notion that you you have the ability to make a lasting impact on the people around you on on your corner of the world every day. It's it's what you choose to do with it. Yeah, totally. I, that that scene where the doctor after he's changed back into the the version of himself that's the old man in the dock, mm. and he walks back to the corn, mm. and all the the baseballers are like nodding to him or shaking his hand. Yeah, or yeah, saying yeah. something nice. Hey, doc. Good work, Doc. Nice going, Doc. Don't miss you, Doc. Wouldn't work for me one day, would you, boys? Okay, Doc. so good and then when he gets to the end and, and Shula's Joe's just like hey rookie hey rookie mm. you were good and like mm. that's the little that's what he got that's like the, just yeah. the that's all he needed it wasn't the that like oh I wish I'd gone back and not been a doctor and done all of this stuff and saved all these children's mm. lives it was like Mm. No, just enough to be told by like a big league player that was someone that was like your hero, just to be like, mm. you had what it took. Mm, to be acknowledged by by your peers. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that that uh, all those stories that the townspeople share about him, the, the fact that the little story about the hats was something, was like uh, significant enough to this person in this town that he held on to that long enough to repeat it. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, he thought thought highly enough yeah, of that, of that act. Yeah, it's so sweet. I've never tried to put into words what you're saying of like, oh, what's the message of the movie? Is it telling me to go with the flow? Is it just telling me to believe? Is it telling me to carpe mm. diem? Mm. And I've never, yeah, I don't know what I would what I would say it its message is because I'm just watching it and I'm like, I'm enjoying the ride and I'm feeling like really. Um, like I'm feeling a real like catharsis with all of the yeah like sure. the events that are yeah. happening, but I've I never... think it's it's reflective, contemplative. Yeah, I guess it is sort of a carpe diem like expression that hey, here's some people that tried and they didn't get that dream, but then they still mm. like what ended up happening was still good as well. Mm. It's like the only way that you don't succeed is don't don't try is the only yeah, way of failing. Yeah. Either way, however it turns out, it'll turn out good and you'll enjoy life in some regard and you'll have some legacy in some regard, regardless yeah, of how it turns yeah. out, unless you're not actually actively trying and following that dream mm. and not having mm. that that drive that they have. Yeah, I think maybe it's kind of like it has a little bit, you mentioned Groundhog Day earlier, I think it has that similar quality where I, I've already kind of said or given examples of what I think the movie could be trying to say or what you could draw from the movie. But I think it's down to the person viewing it. It's what you get out of it at whatever time you're watching it. Yeah. You 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 run the risk of 
dissecting the frog or, or doing what what Del Toro said about yeah. about magic with this thing. If you think too hard about it, I think just get what you want to get out of it while you're watching it. And I think and, that's because, like, like we said earlier, it's about baseball, but the themes behind that are more universal and everybody takes something mm. from it. So it is mm. the movie's been made in a way that it does speak to people in a, in a sort of universal, like you said, human aspect of the movie. It's mm. So it is just like this is going to speak to people differently and, mm. yeah, just take from it what you will. I, I Overall, like, I, again, really, really enjoyed it. This is another one that I'm... Um, uh, in the spirit of the the movie, I think I finished it and was kind of reflective and contemplative about my own my own life and and things are crazy at the moment. This this dates the the podcast obviously a little bit, but we're in the middle of, in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, it did make me grateful to have this experience. You know the the even just the the gesture of sharing a movie with someone with a friend and having the opportunity to discuss it and. Record that and fucking throw it out to people, and if people get something out of that, great. Like it, it really, I don't know, it makes you feel good about being alive. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, really, really liked the movie. I'm, I'm good the same. I'm, I'm so glad to being able to to share it with you and that you enjoyed it. Back here. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you like the podcast, uh, please consider subscribing on your podcast platform of choice. If you're on Apple Podcasts, giving us a like and a review, a review, a rating really helps out as well. You can follow us on our social medias as well to keep up to date. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Rose Tinted Review. We're on Twitter at Rose Tint Review and Instagram at Rose Tinted Review. You can also jump on there to answer our question of the episode. What are we What are we going to ask him this Ooh. week, Connor? I guess in the in the spirit of the movie, like what uh, is there something? Uh, again, I mentioned my kind of association of the feelings that this movie elicits are more around uh, music and specifically the music scene here in Melbourne, the heavy metal scene here in Melbourne. What's something, if you've watched the movie, hopefully you got something out of it. If your experience of the movie was similar to ours, what's the thing that, that you kind of, is it sport? Like, do you do you get that same feeling out of sport? Or if not, what do you get that, that feeling out of? That's a good one. I think for me, it's, it's funny because it's a movie, so I'm watching it and I feel like I'm getting that from... That's that's what I get out of it. I think about like writing and directing, and mm. even just like yeah, like you said, this uh, participating in doing this podcast and chucking it out there and uh, talking about your feelings of of that stuff. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I certainly get that with with movies as well. I, I guess the where I draw a, a comparison to music is the the group kind of yeah aspect the, of the, it. Yeah. The, yeah, the group aspect. Next week, what are we going to watch? I got I got I got something slightly different in a similar vein. Or, or a, there's a there's a through line here that's it's not completely unrelated. All right. Um, but I would love to show you a documentary uh, about heavy metal uh, and its role in globalization. A film called Global Metal from 2008. Okay, this is interesting. That's an interesting yes. pick. We haven't so done the first, documentary. First, we haven't done a documentary, and it's something we, we when we talked about uh, Blues Brothers, you mentioned feeling a little like outside of the loop. Ah, uh, yes. When it comes yes. to that, I. I Posit to you, my friend, that this movie, this does a similar thing to what Field of Dreams does, where you don't need to be a sports fan. You'll, you'll kind of, I think you'll get it by the end of it. Cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Curious to, to hear. That's, that's a really cool pick. Well, interesting right, to see it. if I, if I get it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, music is that one thing where I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Baseball, There's- no worries. Music, yep. yeah, I don't know. 
Now, it is a sequel to, or a, a, a spiritual sequel to a movie that the same company made a f oh, some years prior. I can't recall how many. But uh, a movie called Metal, A Headbanger's Journey, which was more about the history of heavy metal and where it came from and why it's uh, had the, the kind of staying power that it has um, as a kind of uh, you know alternative form of music and stuff. Um, I, 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 th I think that might be worth a watch too. But I want to focus on global metal here because okay. I, I think it's uh, so maybe watch it has the a first similarly human some... bent. Okay, cool. Yeah, the first one might be good for some context. Speaking of context, we do encourage that you guys you guys check should these watch the movie as well. Check it out. Mm -hmm. With sneaky Connor trying to squeeze two movies into one episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So join us next time when we find out if our hindsight is truly twenty twenty or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have and peace they like. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. Where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. It'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. <laughs>